This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. A common sense recap of the day's biggest stories. It's John Katz and Rita Cosby. Katz and Cosby on 77 WABC. And uh, I understand you we have uh, one of our generals on? Yeah, we do. We have one of the best generals out there for sure. We got General Jack Keane, former vice chief of staff of the U.S. Army and, of course, retired Army four-star general. Uh, Jack Keane, love having you on, my friend. This is Rita Cosby. Yeah, Rita, I know your voice very well. We're good friends. Good to hear you. Glad you're uh, next to John right there. That's wonderful. I know. I'm lucky. I am very lucky. He's the general, and, and I'll be uh, he'll be the four-star. I'll be the three-star. How's that? That sounds good. You know, we've got to ask you, John brought up the question, are we on the verge of war? You see these headlines, and you see what's happening with China and Russia. This is scary stuff. What is your take, General? Well, when it comes to Ukraine, we we have no intentions of putting any boots on the ground. We're pretty much executing what Ronald Reagan told us to do, and that is, listen, when you have a common enemy with a friend, let's help that friend as much as possible, but don't put boots on the ground. And that's what we're doing in Ukraine. If China comes to the assistance of Russia and starts to provide them military assistance, uh, that will be significant. I don't believe the consequences are, are war with China and Russia, but it would likely push us much closer to a Cold War to have China actively involved in assisting uh, Russia, as, as Iran already is. Those three countries are serious adversaries to the United States, and that's what makes our security challenges so much more comprehensive and more complicated than when we were just dealing with the Soviet Union. And by the way, two of those countries have nuclear weapons like the Soviet Union had, and Iran is in pursuit of one. General, it's Judge Richard Weinberg, sir. Welcome to Cats at Night again. There are mixed reports about whether or not the Chinese have already been supplying weaponry to to Russia. Do you know anything about that? Yeah, I do. Uh, First of all, they attempted last year to provide some military assistance and the administration went after them privately. Uh, this time, the administration has has declared its opposition to it publicly. But what they are actually providing is things that relate uh, to uh, military assistance. And what I'm saying is they've been providing commercial drones to them with a third party, not armed drones. These quadcopter drones, you've seen them, the, the c- police force uses them. Uh, commercial entities use them. Uh, you know, they're about two feet by two feet uh, square. Uh, but, you know, obviously a tactical organization uh, would use that at low levels to see, you know, where the enemy is. They've been providing ballistic shields, personal protection. Uh, also, uh, Russia, by the way, is 70 percent down in microchips and particularly advanced chips because of the sanctions, which is dramatic. And they're having difficulties manufacturing this weapon system because everything has chips in it. China is giving them some chips to the system, but they don't have the advanced chips. Their chips are considerably lower technology, 
and they've got about a 20 or 40% error factor. And, and they've been doing, giving them some minerals and chemicals that assist in weapons uh, development. Not direct weapons assistance, but providing some assistance. Our government is very much aware of everything I'm saying, and they're drawing the line here in the event that China is going to provide uh, actual direct military assistance. Does General that increase? King, General King, this, is, uh, this is Pete King. I have one basic question. What should the U.S. be doing differently to firm up uh, you know, the position against Ukraine? Well, first of all, we've got to give them the weapons they need when they need them. The reason the Ukrainians have had huge capability and demonstrated it to retake territory. We've seen them retake the territory. They culminated in doing that. They weren't able to exploit it because they didn't have tanks, armored vehicles. They needed more artillery. They needed long-range weapon systems. They've asked for all of that. This administration has spent months with every weapon system they've asked. It takes months for them. First they say no, then it takes months for them to say yes. And, and then it gets delivered. Everything comes in late. The Ukrainians really do, Congressman, and, and it's good to hear your voice again. I miss, miss being in contact with you. Uh, we've had a lot of it uh, in previous years. Uh, Ukrainians, so our audience really understands, if we give them what they need, they do have the, uh, the capability to retake the territory that the Russians are sitting on, to include Crimea. I chair a think tank that looks at this every single day, the Institute for the Study of War, and their analysis and forecasting has been accurate for well over a year now. And that realization is there, but the administration slow rolls this, it piecemeals it, and it actually extends the war and protracts the war, and that falls into Putin's hands because he's got more people than the Ukrainians have by, by a factor of three. Yeah, and uh, General Akeen, there's a story the other day of where is the Jack Keen in the Biden administration? Is there anybody? Where's the leadership? Oh, I, yeah, you're referring to uh, the article uh, that yeah, where, where I assisted in changing the military strategy during the war in Iraq. Colonel, uh, I remember that well, well when we you met with President Bush. That turned the whole uh, reflection of that war. That was great on your yeah. part. Well, I mean, he had the courage to stand up. Uh, not only to the Democrats that were opposing the war, but the Republicans who really wanted out of it, but the military leaders who were prosecuting it, to include the generals in the Pentagon, they just wanted the status quo, which would have meant failure. Bush had this interesting theory. If you start a war, you should try to win it. And he never gave up on that thought. And so finally, we put a strategy in his hand that gave him the opportunity to win it. This administration takes a knee every time they think about providing an advanced weapon system to Ukraine out of fear that Russia will escalate and use nuclear weapons. So they've done this about nine times, and Russia hasn't escalated one bit. And it makes no sense to, to think, while Russia waves the, the use of a nuclear weapon in front of us, trying to spook us, it makes no sense that Russia would do that. It would be irrational because that brings the United States and NATO into the war. They can't handle Ukraine, much less uh, NATO. And the Russian generals, their troops on the ground have no ability whatsoever to protect themselves from radiation. They've never trained on it. The Soviet Union could. So it doesn't make sense. But this administration still 
carries that fear around with them that Russia will use it. And that is what has been delaying all of these weapon systems for so long and handcuffing the Ukrainians and stopping them from doing what they could do, which is retake their territory. General, it's uh, Judge Weinberg again. I want to ask you, you alluded to the uh, the computer chips that there was a, a shortage that the Russians had. Does this put Taiwan more at risk from a threat from China? Well, Taiwan produces 90% of the advanced semiconductors in the world. I mean, you talk about a country that has a corner on the market, uh, it's them. And, and certainly when when uh, China looks at Taiwan and and they want that to be a part of mainland China and certainly taking over a high-tech uh, base, which uh, Taiwan is not just with computer chips, which they dominate, but with other things as well. That They see that as a huge advantage economically, but also militarily, because Taiwan would become a military base and they would immediately begin to encroach on Japan and other allies in that first island chain, like the Philippines, et cetera. Yes. I mean, they, they certainly are very much aware of the computer chip issue in Taiwan. Uh, General, this is Rudy Washington. Um, why hasn't uh, this administration moved uh, Taiwan semiconductor uh, production into the United States? I mean, because if that falls into the hands of China, um, and, and they've been rattling sabers swords now for two years. Why haven't we moved on that? Why haven't we moved on antibiotics and all of the things that well, are made in China? Well, look, the good news is we have. The Trump administration made cut a deal with Taiwan opening a advanced semiconductor computer chip factory in Arizona. And the Biden administration has supported that. But the deal was struck. Oh, in the Trump administration. So that is going to happen. And, and that's, that's a hedge against protecting the United States. Because if, if we lose Taiwan and, it, and you know, Biden doesn't respond to uh, aggressive conflict operations and he, he's willing to let it go, uh, that would provide us some capability. But, you know, the world would be devastated if China takes complete control of the computer advanced chip Definitely. Uh, technology. Definitely. Yeah. Now, the, the other thing uh, I've learned, uh, General, this is John Katzmikides, uh, is that there's two parties in um, uh, in Taiwan, and one of the uh, parties wants to annex themselves with China. That's what I heard. That, yeah, there are two parties, um, and I'm very familiar with it because I provided advice to the president of Taiwan, who's in power now, and she's right. finishing her eight-year term on, in January of next year. And that's called the Democratic Progressive Party. But the, the words belie what they really are. They're the conservative party right. in, in Taiwan. And the KMT is the more liberal party who has always wanted a more conciliatory, rapprochement relationship with mainland China. If they don't want to merge with not, China, they, though. Yeah. The KMT yes. doesn't, doesn't want to merge with but China. They, 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 yeah. But they, they will not be real. They will not get elected right. in January of 24. Likely President Tsai's vice president, uh, his name is Lai, will likely uh, be elected. I mean, I, I, I can't imagine them not being because, you know, after Hong Kong, 
went by right. way of China, you know, forfeiting the treaty after 25 years was supposed to last 50 years. That really raised the antenna in in uh, in Taiwan, and that that helped uh, President Tsai in her reelection. She won overwhelmingly. Wow, really interesting. Yeah. Well, General Keene, we're coming up. We have to take a, a hard break. Thank you very much for everything you've done for our country and continue to speak out for our country. And we will talk to you again real soon. We love you, General. All right. Take care. So long, General. Thank Thank you. Talking to you all.